to a Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host, Teresa Beasley, and today we have a special guest, Arthur filmmaker and podcaster, Alan Wills. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Wonderful, wonderful. So, for my readers and listeners, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Well, I got into filmmaking, well, acting, um, when I was young in, in elementary school, and um, after that, I really got into filmmaking and um, married my my sweetie, and who's an Arthur, obviously, and <laughs> and she really inspired me. You really inspired me to um, write. Um, I, I've had several scripts and everything else, and I was like, you know what, this I may you know may be a book. You know, so I dip my hands in and I like it. It's kind of fun, you know. <laughs> I haven't had the opportunity to do any like book signings and do any major things like that, but it's selling, it's on Amazon and people like it. Wonderful. So now tell us what drew you to the horror genre. <laughs> since you're known as a horror filmmaker. <laughs> well, it's it's crazy. It just it just kinda happened. I uh will stay up late at night and so let me say this first. I was born on Friday the 13th. So it was destined. It was destined. in the stars. <laughs> it was going to happen. It was going to happen regardless. <laughs> but I used to stay up late at night watching Sammy Terry. And if, for anybody to know, if you live here in Indiana, uh, Channel 4 back in the uh, late 80s used to show have a show called Sammy Terry. He used to host. He was kind of like Elvira. Yeah, or, we had Elvira, Elvira where I lived. Yeah, so. it's kind of like Elvira and things like that. And he would host horror shows and things like that. And I would stay up like I wasn't supposed to. Everybody else was sleeping in the house because it came <laughs> on like after the news, like almost in midnight. And I would sneak in the living room and watch it, you know, stuff like that. I love and, and it just, I don't know. It was just really cool. And it kind of stuck with you. It just huh? kind of stuck with me, you know. It's it just one of those things, you know. I don't mind comedy. Uh, people tell me that I'm funny, but I don't think I can write or, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't write. I can film anything. Right. But as far as trying to write something to be funny, nah. I don't think I can do that either. <laughs> I can write the thrillers and the mysteries, and I can do some drama, yeah. some contemporary stuff, but I just don't think I can write funny. Right. Just like, so like, in, in school, when I got started with, with, with the acting and everything else, um, I, I was in major plays, like Romeo and Juliet and things like that, even some that uh, our English teacher created herself, you know? And they were all dramas mm -hmm. now, obviously yeah. you know Romeo and Juliet was drama and things like that so I could do those things you know but as far as I like comedy I like watching comedy Jim Carrey is my favorite I just I can't be like funny, <laughs> funny. Yeah, you know I can't sit there and write oh this will be a great you know punchline or I, I there's no way <laughs> guys green nerds I have to do that well, sometimes you can be accidentally funny but yeah, you, you know can't I could do be it, like regularly as you're job thing. Right, right. You know, I, I can't be, I could be goofy, you know, right. or or silly, just say something random, you know what I mean? But as far as being able to be like Kevin Hart or somebody like that, or either do a film or see, I, I, just, you don't think it sucks, do it. man, because <laughs> comedians make money, man. They do. They do. <laughs> so now, Make Believe is your, um, your first book, mm -hmm. horror book. And you originally was supposed to make that a short film. So right. why did you decide to make it a book instead? Well, sometimes in the film industry, 
Um, I don't know if that happens like that. Like I, I'm obviously I'm a rookie in the uh, in the Arthur world, but in the film industry, sometimes a lot of things, you know, implode. Like losing a location or things like that. Losing a cast member that is going to be huge, um, and that kind of happened. You know, we lost a location, and and as after contemplating it and going over, I was like, maybe I could just write it out, but writing it location out would just totally change it and everything else. And it just wouldn't be worth it. So I was like, you know what? And it just made it easier, mm. you know, um, turn it into a book. I think it'd be, you know, a lot of authors have great big imaginations. Yeah, they do. You know, so <laughs> to, and, and I, I believe it was Alfred Hitchcock that said that sometimes your imagination is scarier than the monster. The monster yeah. So, when you're reading the book, you know, like you always say, you know, you're going on an adventure. But when you're when you're reading the book and you're imagining all these things happen, and, and, and it's you're like visualizing, yeah, it gets creepy. And next thing you know, you hear a noise behind you, and it's like, was it the book? The book? Or was it my <laughs> imagination? <laughs> Is it really something? <laughs> like but I, I just thought it would have been easier to make it as a book, and it's really, really good too. I, I think it's better as a book. Then it would be as a as a film. It's just one of those things, you know. Even if we do decide to make it a film, it'll still be great. But I don't think I want to touch it. I think I'd rather leave it as a book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, now let's talk about horror tropes because you know we need to talk about tropes in books and films. So tell me, what are your favorite horror tropes? So I would have to say my favorite trope or cliche would be um yeah she either falls or they run upstairs when they should be going out they should be going the front door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would probably have to be my favorite and you know so scream happened and I know we're talking about books but I also into include film because I am a filmmaker too but um scream is my second favorite franchise so like Nev Campbell said in there you know the chick should be going out the door instead of us of going upstairs and insulting. Then next thing you know, like thirty seconds later, she's, she's doing the upstairs. same thing she just said. You know, but <laughs> at the same time, this is because when this is good writing, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you see it in books all the time where this situation happens, where like, why are you going up the stairs? Yes, you're right there at the front door, but with good writing. You put the character in a situation where they can't, can't go out, go out the front door. door. They have to go up. The they steps. have to go upstairs, like Sydney like, did when he was right on, hot on her tail. She, she didn't have up. time to take the chain off the door and unlock it. Right. So when he came in with the knife, she moved out the way and hit the door, and she had no other choice but to, go, to upstairs. go upstairs. So yeah. I like those longer they're done right. Well, yeah. I think when tropes are done well, mm-hmm. then it's okay to have them in there. Yeah. But when they're done wrong, I yeah. think that's when. And then know. when it sucks when people put it in there randomly. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, why is it, this is why you, it, it, the film or the book didn't work because you just randomly put it in mm-hmm. there. It had no rhyme or reason. reason it didn't move there. the story forward. It It didn't advance the character in any kind of way. Um, yes, you're supposed to have conflict, but at the same time, if the conflict isn't making the character better or making their situation worse, worse. 
It's not worth working. Right. <laughs> so tropes is, it's okay to have tropes. It's okay to have cliches. Don't let nobody tell you different. Just know how to, to do, do it. One. If you don't know how to do it, watch the opening scene and scream. Yeah, because it will happen. I, well, mean, no, I take that back. Not the opening scene, but the opening scene with Sydney. Sydney. Her yeah. first time. Watch that. Then you'll see how a cliche or a trope, a trope is done, done correctly. Well. Yeah, yeah. And that could go for, for books, too. You can still... I think books and films are related yeah. to me because you too. can watch a film and learn from it mm-hmm. that can help you in writing your book. So mm-hmm. I think both of them kind of... That's why a lot of books turn into films. Right. Well, also because Hollywood was yeah. out of ideas, but... That's yeah, that's true, too. But <laughs> that's how some films end up and that, getting switched to book form because they can go more elaborate with them. Yes, exactly. So right. Sometimes you got to cut stuff down when you get to the film. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, they take some of the important stuff out. Like, um, you're sitting there watching it, and especially if you're uh, a book lover and you're watching the movie that was made out of a book, like, well, wait a minute. Uh, you were just telling me a couple of days ago there was a, a, a series. Like my, yeah, Virgin Rivers and yeah, my Chesapeake yeah, yeah, yeah. Shores. Exactly. Love Virgin and, River and Chesapeake Shores, guys. <laughs> Love them. And they're a series, but then when you, you watch the show or the movie, you're like... Yes, it was like totally different. Now, I've read all the Virgin Rivers. Robin Carr's Virgin Rivers... Uh, Love it. Chesapeake Shores, um, Cheryl Woods, I think it's Chesapeake Shores. But as I read the books and then actually look at the shows, mm-hmm. I could tell that they took pieces from all the books and then made the show. But right. the shows are still wonderful. I love them. I do binge watch them. <laughs> so it's okay. Well, I don't. I, I end up playing my game on the phone or writing yeah, or something I, I, like that. I binge watch them all the time. <laughs> That's what Netflix is for, people. Netflix. No, no. <laughs> okay. So now in Make Believe, mm-hmm. in the book, Shauna receives this music box from mm-hmm. her stepsister right. as a, a gift, working on her to the to family. The family. Mm-hmm. So now, how important was the music box to the overall story? So that music box was kind of creepy on the cover. So <laughs> the <laughs> the idea was so I love urban legends and creepy pastas. Yes. So the box represents um, it's a. a Represents the book box, which is a Jewish urban legend about a demon that's trapped inside of a box. So with the box is very important because that's where Beth's spirit or her soul was trapped in. Okay. So you have to have that to, you have to have that box. So the story itself, make believe, is from several different, uh, creepypastas which Mm -hmm. is one is called the story of lisa the other Mm -hmm. one is bad dreams and then of course um the 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 box box. and um i really like those stories mixing them all together like that into one story to me was just i I had a good time actually had a good time writing this Because I'm I'm thinking of every scenario, how it's important or how it can be used or how, you know, Beth can do this and do that. I don't I don't want to give it away. Yeah. I'm trying my best. It's really hard not it's to. It's hard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, the box is, like I said, it's, it's super important because it's in every situation. When you read the story and all the things that happen... The boxes. The boxes. So the box is relevant for all the scenes in the book. Right, right, right. Okay. So tell us a little bit about Beth, Beth's character. Beth, man, I, you really feel sorry for her, you know. 
Um, I kind of do. You kind of do. It's, it's just one of those things where she thought it was going to be one thing and it ended up being something else. And um, I don't know if you listen, your listeners, you know, have any type of uh, beliefs as far as the supernatural and paranormal and things like that. But sometimes they say when um, you die violently, your your soul or your spirit sticks around or get absorbed or go into uh, physical objects. Mm-hmm. Um, you get like the spirit gets attached. To attached. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what happened with Beth. You know, uh, her her soul, her spirit got attached to this uh, music box. And then was just so happened to be given as a gift, and all hell breaks, breaks loose. <laughs> yeah, it went down after that. I was like, like, oh, okay. dang, man. I mean, it's, she's a vengeful spirit now, and and you know, it's it's just one of those things, man. But you can kind of understand why Beth is. You have to. Upset. You got to read the book and understand I mean, why. Once you read the book, you'll realize why she's upset. I mean, I can't blame her, man. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever seen the movie uh, Stay Alive, you know, it's the same yeah, thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Bitch, you cheated. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. That, that was a really good movie. Yeah, that's uh, a good starring movie Frankie, too. was it Frankie Nunez? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so, a really good movie, but it's pretty much the same thing. You know, that happened to her. She just turned evil in Beth. Beth I mean, you got to understand her story, man, yeah, to understand why. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so will you write more books? Will you be writing more? Will we see something else from Alan Wheels? Yes. Um, in the actually, I, I'm so used to saying stuff about films. I was going to say in the post production, but uh, <laughs> technically it's still post production. Yeah. But it's in the editing phase. Is uh, I have a a book called uh, Wake Up, and it's it should be coming up here pretty soon. Just got to wait for my uh, editor to finish editing and. I get the green light to go ahead and put it in production. Um, like I said, it's called Wake Up. Uh, it's uh, about a young lady. Lung, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> I got tongue tied. It's about a young lady who tries to break free from events from a year ago and relies on her friends for comfort and the police for protection from a masked tormentor who will do will you know uh, try not to let her past die. Oh, so that's a paranormal. Paranoid thriller. Paranoid thriller. Okay. Okay. I um, in which is an actual genre, uh, and subgenre, and didn't know that. And as I was writing it, I honestly, when I was writing, I didn't know that. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's called paranormal. I mean, paranoid uh, thriller. Paranoid thriller. Nice. It fits right over there. (laughs) Yeah, fits right in there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And this one is uh really good. This is another one. That was going to be uh, a film, but uh, we just couldn't get it together. So that was like, you know what? It worked the first time. It worked the first time. But this one here, but this one though, I'm still considering actually going ahead and do it because it's a really good story. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that you guys will absolutely love it, especially, especially if you love a good mystery, who did it uh, type uh, story. This mm-hmm. is a really good who did it story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, myself and a good friend of mine, Aaron Tyson, we wrote it. And I, I said, you know what? I'm going to add to it and remix it, put in some salt and pepper for flavor, and <laughs> I'm going to make it a book. <laughs> so, uh, well, you kind of discussed this a little bit on how you decide on which which book should, you know, which films should be books or 
what books should be filmed. Mm-hmm. So, um, so kind of tell us what's next for you besides the wake up. Well, besides wake up, I have a short film coming up. It's of course it's a horror. Uh, <laughs> it's called Eyes Without a Face. Uh, it's about a young man who uh, experiences uh, sleep paralysis for the first time and uh, has to be has to deal with a evil entity at the same time. So there's that, and That's also true. in uh, production. That's in. In production now, we're actually about to start filming that. Um, then later on this year, we're going to get into pre-production of my first feature film, uh, Jed Cruder. Wonderful, wonderful. And then you also have Wake Up, the book that's going to be coming out. So you got a couple of films out. and a couple of books that's going to be coming out. Yes, and not to mention uh, every Thursday, uh, if you go on the Anchor app, every Thursday we have a podcast. Myself and uh, my good friend uh, Kelly Miller Kreider, we call her Kells. Uh, we have a podcast, and what we do with the podcast is called Indie Flicks Podcast. Uh, with the Indie Flicks Podcast, what we do is support and promote indie films. Wonderful. Uh, Wonderful. We um, just, Hollywood, like I mentioned, from is out of ideas, and there's a lot of indie films, and I'm sure as you know, in indie books. Yes, that's you why know, we feature indie books on a right. Reader's Book Corner. <laughs> Some of those are the, the best that's out there. You know, I've I've seen indie films that was made for five hundred dollars and would surpass any Hollywood ten million dollar budget. It's film. always those hidden you know, gems. Those hidden just, gems. There's just hidden gems out there that you definitely check us out. We new episodes every Thursday. Uh, we also interview people as well. So uh, if you go to the Indie Flicks podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, all those other casts, you know, <laughs> it's there. Uh, we're close to 50 episodes now. Oh, great. great we great. are worldwide, literally worldwide. We just checked not too long ago. We're in almost every country there it is. And so you got a lot of listeners that's like listeners. really tuning in. I mean, Which from is good. Guatemala to Australia to London to China, and and it's really cool that uh, the people are listening. Well, you know, overseas really they get into like horror and yeah, because um, oh, you guys yes, have definitely. featured some a lot of horror on there. A lot of so, horror because um, a lot of horror films are indie films. Yeah, uh, because yeah, it's easy so. to make a horror film for five bucks versus you know a sci-fi film. You know, yeah, um, that that takes a lot. Takes a lot, <laughs> a, a lot, lot of, of visual effects yeah. and things like that, and obviously that costs a lot of money having somebody do visual effects. But um, I, I mean, noticed that in books too, <clears throat> like sci-fi and horror and thriller books, a lot of um, they sell a lot overseas yeah. because yeah. people over there really get into those type of genres. Exactly, so. and we do, and we don't only do horror films, but it just so happened like a, like you mentioned, that, yeah. The, it's just a lot of horror films because a lot of horror films are Our indie. indie films. Yeah, yeah, but we have a lot of them. We have a couple of comedy. Uh, we have a couple of uh, drama uh, and and uh, fan films of uh, Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, please come over and check us out, and uh, you may you may like it. Especially yeah. if you like, in, you know, you want to support the indie arts. Yes, yes, and that's why I feature all. Indie books, mm-hmm. one, a reader's book, because mm-hmm. I want to support and promote as many indie authors as I can. Exactly. Because 
Guys, we gotta have all the support. You gotta <laughs> have all the support, all the support you can get, get, man. So, <laughs> indies rock. We, indies rock. I love indie that. books and indie films rock. Yes. So, well, I want to thank you for stopping by and talking with us on a reader's book corner. I thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you very much. So, if you want to connect with Alan, feel free to connect with him on the socials on Instagram at Alan Wheels Director on Twitter at CEO Alan Wills and on Facebook, Director Alan Wills. And if you would like to purchase Make Believe, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, or you can get some copies at labrice, L-A-B-R-I-C-E, books.square.site. And you can connect with A Reader's Book Corner on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at A Reader's BC. So until next time, happy reading. 